Paul Cézanne's Beau de la Man. Cézanne's dealer in Paris, Ambrose Vollard, included this painting in his first Cézanne exhibition held in 1895. And in 1905, Vollard sold the painting to Auguste Pellerin, who had made his fortune making margarine and spent his money collecting Cézanne's. By the 1930s, he had well over a hundred paintings by the artist, who is often called the father of modern painting. Of Cézanne, Picasso said, he was my one and only master. And Matisse said, you see, he is a sort of god of painting. And in our own times, the Australian Geoffrey Smart has said that in his youth he simply had to pay a visit to Cézanne's studio in Provence in order, as he put it, to see the place where modern art was born. This is a classic and mature image of Cézanne. It is all about Cézanne looking at his subject and then reassembling it in his own imagination, thereby giving his pictures that wonderful sense of evolution and process, something that is very characteristic of his work, process, process, process. With every visit, this painting will have something new to offer. This was painted along the banks of the Marne, so it's not from Provence, which is where he did so many of his pictures, including those great images of Mont Saint-Victoire. This was painted at a time that Cézanne went, as he'd said, underground. That is, he stopped sending paintings to Impressionist exhibitions or the salons, and he virtually dropped out of the artistic scene. He was refinding and reinventing himself. He was beginning to find that unique language of his. It represents a crucial period in his life. As Matisse said, one shouldn't be astonished that Cézanne hesitated so long and so constantly. There are so many possibilities in him that more than any other artist, he needed to put order into his brain. This is the consequence of that imaginative and intellectual order. Firstly, there is that horizontal layering of the composition, the sky, the buildings, the bank and the river in the foreground. We immediately recognise a strong sense of order and structure. In terms of composition, colour and texture, this painting speaks fully of Cézanne. There are endless moments of intrigue too. The subtle reflections in the water, the ghost-like hints of the boats and fishermen, the concentration of the buildings behind the village wall, the way that wall seems to curve around and out of sight, that tree unexpectedly almost vertical and dead centre, and, of course, Cézanne's wonderfully fresh and always optimistic greens. It is a painting that has all the certainty of Cézanne, but is nonetheless an ever-changing image. It is a painting that is endlessly shifting, changing and reasserting its balance. There is something quietly convulsive about Cézanne's paintings, as though we can sense the organic strength of nature forever active. Something is always happening in his paintings. While Cézanne was undisputably an inheritor of Impressionism, his great contribution, it might be argued, was to open the windows to the future. This is a painting that is the beginning of the story of modern art. And when we say that Cézanne was one of the great influences in modern art, we can say that he was similarly a huge influence in the history of modern Australian art too. 
artists from Cottington Smith to Nolan to Fred Williams to Geoffrey Smart would all recognise their debt to Paul Cezanne. 